let's say you have a childhood wound from never being picked for a sports team at school and you carry around this shame and this embarrassment. These types of memories create core beliefs and stories about who we are as adults. Hey, it's Julie and welcome to the Corporate Yogi Podcast. This episode is focused on belief laddering, which is a powerful new process to shift your beliefs. And this episode is part two of a two-part series on belief shifting. So in the first part, we laid the foundation and you learned the process called belief mapping to really help you extract what your core beliefs are. It's a powerful process and it really forces you to get conscious and really honest with yourself. So how did you get on with that process? Did you use the categories that I suggested or did you create your own? What beliefs did you discover or extract? So this episode today is going to build on everything that we learned in the last episode. So if you didn't check out that episode, you're going to want to hit pause and then go back and listen to episode 205 to learn about belief mapping. So today you're going to learn about belief laddering. You see, our beliefs really are the defining factor of whether we can or we can't do something. And let's just start off with a little dose of tough love that you might not want to hear, but you really do need to hear. If there is an area of your life that isn't thriving, that isn't where you want it to be, then there's likely some stagnant beliefs living there. They're holding you back from getting what you want. They're preventing you from being the fully expressed and aligned version of who you really are. So as much as we want to blame other people or we want to blame external factors for our limitations, it's often ourselves standing in our own way. So last episode, we put on our helmets, we put on all the safety equipment, and we mined a way to dig deep, 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 deep to locate those beliefs that are living in your subconscious mind. Today, we're going to practice alchemy. We're going to transform those limiting beliefs into more empowering beliefs. So you know how we always say, if you can't see it, you can't be it? Well, that's exactly how your beliefs work. If you have a low vibration belief that prevents you from seeing the possibility of what you want for yourself, then you won't ever be able to bring it into fruition. It just won't be accessible to you. So welcome to belief laddering, a powerful process to shift your beliefs into possibility that will give you what you truly want in life. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain what belief laddering is and how it works. In the second segment, I'm going to walk you through the process. In the third segment, I'm going to give you tips and examples of the process and how it works. And then in the last segment, I'm going to give you some examples of belief laddering. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So let's start by understanding exactly what belief laddering is. 
So it is a process where you take a belief that you've identified, something that is unempowering, something that is maybe holding you back in some way, and you shift it into a belief that is more empowering than what you currently believe today. So belief laddering works because you're challenging what you've always believed, and quite simply, you're making it conscious. You're shining a floodlight right onto that limiting belief. And by doing this, you can't help but shift it. Because here's the problem with many of these limiting beliefs, we establish them early on in our formative years. And once we develop them, they get cemented into our operating system and they have kind of like a protective casing around them, right? We don't check in on them to see whether they're still true. We don't evaluate to see whether they're still serving us. We just store them away in our OS and then we move on to collect other information to make up other beliefs in our life. Now, because these beliefs were developed at such a young age, they feel like they're part of us, right? They feel like they're almost our DNA. But your beliefs are not actually a static part of you that never changes. They're not actually like DNA. Because with a belief, whenever you want to, you can shift it by making it conscious. So most of us held a strong belief about Santa Claus, about the Tooth Fairy, maybe even the Easter Bunny. And those were really deeply entrenched beliefs. And they served us for many years. But as we got older and we started to piece things together, we started to have that rational thinking kick in and we let go of those beliefs. Well, I mean, most of us did. So instead of your beliefs being your DNA, I like to think of it in a different way. I like to use the OS metaphor, right? The operating system where your beliefs function as part of the system and they're in there, they're running in the background. You can choose to upgrade them whenever you want. You can trade in the old beliefs for new, more empowering ones. And sometimes the beliefs that we hold, they can be limitations, not only for us, but for society at large. You know, a great example was the limitation on Olympic runners. So for years, it was believed that no one ever could run a mile in less than four minutes. It had never been done. And so therefore, no one thought it was possible until British Olympian Roger Bannister set out to break the record in 1954. And he managed to do it. He ran a mile in three minutes and 59.4 seconds, breaking the four-minute barrier for the first time ever. And not only did he manage to break that four-minute mile threshold, he inspired many others after him to beat records too. And since then, runners have been breaking time limits as soon as Roger Bannister proved that it was possible with his beliefs and his mindset. Okay, let's recap this segment. First off, belief laddering works by identifying a belief that is unempowering, that is holding you back in some way, and then you replace it with a belief that is more empowering. All right, let me walk you through the process of belief laddering. So there are five different steps. Step number one, you select the belief. 
So once you've done your belief mapping, which we learned in the last episode, you go through and you review the strongest beliefs that you've identified. Now, you might want to read them out loud and identify ones that you know are really holding you back. We call these your primary beliefs. Now, a hint here. You want to pick a belief that is in a category of your life that you really want the biggest shifts. So if you have a belief that is really high and really strong and it's serving you and it's helping you be successful in life, then you don't want to shift that belief, right? It's already working. So let's use money as an example. If out there of all areas of your life, you picked money as an area where you want really big shifts, then I want you to comb through the beliefs that you have mapped. Look for beliefs that you've ranked really high, really strong, that are unempowering and likely responsible for you having a really lackluster relationship with money. If you're still stuck finding one, then you can call your lifelines, check in with some friends, uh, with a coworker, with some sort of resource who is going to help you really identify where these lackluster beliefs are. Ideally, pick someone who has really strong beliefs around money and they're going to be able to comb through your list and they will quickly be able to identify which belief you should select to start laddering with. All right, so that's step one. You pick the belief. Step two, you explore the belief. So this is where we turn those floodlights on, right? We take the belief and we really put it under the microscope. We dissect it. We try to see what's really going on here. We explore it. We pull it apart like putty. We try to understand how it came to be and what it's made of. Now, when I do this process with clients, I have two full pages of questions that I walk them through to really dissect a belief. And I can't go through them all here with you on the podcast, but I will share five of the most important ones. Here they are. What is your earliest memory of this belief? How is it serving you? How is it holding you back? Has this belief turned into a pattern or an ongoing theme in your life? How motivated are you to shift this belief? So those are a few sample questions from the process that I wanted to share. They're really meant to force you to dissect this belief and really understand it deeply. And a tip for that last question, that number five, how motivated are you to shift this belief? If your response to this isn't really high, like if it isn't an eight, nine, or 10 out of 10, then I would stop the process right here. It shows that you're not truly really ready or motivated to do the work to shift this belief, okay? So that is step two, you explore the belief. Step three, we plot the belief on the ladder. Now, Ask yourself honestly, how empowering is this belief on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 would be really empowering and 1, not so empowering. So this requires you to really be honest with yourself. Tip, so your answer is likely going to be low on this scale when you first put it on the ladder, right? It's likely going to be a like 6 or under which is why we've selected this belief to ladder. If it ranks really high on empowering, like an eight, like a nine, 10, then you might wanna pause and pick a different belief to work with. Another tip here, some people really find it useful 
to create a visual here. So take a blank piece of paper, draw out an actual ladder with 10 different rungs, and then you have a space on the side to write out the beliefs at each different level. The worksheet that I use with clients actually has a visual of a ladder and the 10 different rungs. So it really helps people to plot that in where it is on that scale of one to 10. All right, so that's step three, you plot the belief on the ladder. Step four, we plot your aspirational belief, all right? So my A-type overachievers, this is where you are going to thrive. You're gonna go through and you are gonna pick a belief that is a number 10 on the ladder, and you're gonna write it on the top rung. Now this is not, I repeat, this is not the belief that you are going to fully take away today. It is not a belief that you believe today. It is something that you are working towards believing. It's like an aspirational belief, right? A stretch belief. So a simple way to do this is to write out the opposite of what the belief is today. So if you started with, I never have enough money, a 10 belief would be, I always have too much money. So it should be something that really leaves you breathless. It might even feel jarring in your body or a little bit uncomfortable to write it out or say it out. It should be a big deal. So this is your 10 belief, your aspirational belief. That is step four, writing that out. Okay, and then lastly, step five, you select your new belief. So now you look at your ladder and you write in beliefs that fit somewhere between your primary belief that you first anchored and then your number 10 belief. And this takes a lot of introspection, a lot of honesty, might take a little bit of help from your friends, from a mentor, from a coach, someone who's going to really help you have perspective here and see the realm of possibility. Now, once you write out all the different beliefs that come in that range, that in-between range, then you go through and you select one that you really feel is true in some way today, something that you can believe today. And that becomes your new belief. So tip, it's likely going to move up the ladder only a couple rungs, right? So I really want you to pick something that is more believable than where you are today. But if you jumped from say a two to an eight, then that's a bit of a red flag for me to make that big of a jump. I would be really curious if that wasn't your ego that was trying to get involved and look impressive. A bigger jump is not better here. That's not what we're going towards. This is a process. We're picking out a new belief. We're making it conscious and we're moving up that scale a little bit more positive than where you were yesterday. All right. So as a side note, I think this is where a lot of people go wrong when they pick things that are too outrageous, things that they don't actually believe in at all. They might want them to be true, but they're not actually true. So in this instance, trust me, bigger is not better. We want slow, incremental, believable change. All right. So I'm going to recap those five steps for you in this laddering process. Okay. One, we select the belief. Two, we explore the belief, right? We poke around and ask all those good questions. Three, we plot the belief on the ladder. Four, we plot your aspirational belief, your 10 belief. And then five, you write out your other beliefs in between those two and you pick 
your new belief. So tip number one, don't jump the ladder. Now avoid the temptation to fast track your way through this process to pick a belief that is a 10 on the scale or something that is really impressive. This is not the place to be an overachiever. It's not the place to try to sound impressive. This technique really works because we take our time to find the next truth that is more empowering. And it might take you a couple of times to really shift things to a place to where you want them to be. But we never just flip your current belief into the opposite of what it is and then try to believe that, right? If you hold a belief that you never have enough money and you try to put this on the ladder at a three and you try to jump to a 10 and say, I always have way too much money, then that likely won't land true for you. And then we get frustrated because our outer world isn't matching what we want our inner world to be and it feels really incongruent, all right? So find the negative truth, turn it into a positive belief that is more empowering and that really inspires you, all right? And then tip two is to change the game. So this is kind of, think of it as a reframing tool. So let's say that you have a childhood wound, this is a popular one, of never being picked for a sports team at school. And you carry this shame, this embarrassment of being left as the last one, and you felt this pain for years. So I have a lot of clients that bring this up as a common memory, and it's a horrible feeling. And from that experience, you might have developed a belief that I am never chosen, or no one wants me on their team. And then that belief has carried through your career, maybe to your relationships, to your personal life. And it's likely had a huge impact on how you perceive others to want you or to not want you. So if that belief was, say, number two on the ladder for you, if we took it to the opposite and we said a 10 belief would be, I am always chosen first. That sounds really great, right? It sounds like we've solved all our childhood problems and issues. But the truth is you don't actually believe that and you're not really feeling that right now. So what we're looking for is something more empowering. And an example would be changing the game and saying, now I get to choose. See how that ends up being more powerful? Often these beliefs are formed when we're really young and in these situations, We don't feel really powerful, right? When we're young and, you know, we're in those situations at gym or at recess. And so we're forming in those moments beliefs in situations that really we weren't capable of handling, right? But now when we look back on them as grown adults, things are different. We have tools now. We have self-confidence. We have a lot of different instances and relationships that are going to prove those beliefs wrong. But that feeling, right, from childhood, that belief that is so strongly tied together, we hold on to it and then we subconsciously create situations to play out that scenario, to prove it to be true in some way. Sounds intense, doesn't it? Well, the truth is it actually is intense. And the sad thing is when we go through life and we're having all these 
impacts on our current day living based on these previously painful experiences and we're letting it all happen with these subconscious beliefs, then it's not very empowering. But to shift it to be intense in a positive way is to completely re-script that scenario. So instead of taking, I am never chosen and making your 10 belief be, I am always chosen, we change the game and we make it, now I get to choose. See how that's more powerful? So here's another example of changing the game with a belief. Let's say as a child, you went through a lot of situations where you felt like there wasn't an adult or a parent figure to stand up and really protect you. You might have developed a belief of, you know, I never have anyone protect me. If you flip that to a 10 belief, it might look like I always have people to protect me. Now that might feel more powerful, but it might not feel true because this belief is rooted in that childhood experience where you felt unprotected, which is a very real feeling. Now you might wanna change the game here and say, I am strong enough to protect myself, or I don't need protecting anymore. So there's another example of changing the game. We change the context of the belief to better reflect where we are in life today. And that's an example of maybe you will be able to take that jump and get closer to a 10 if you're changing the game and completely re-scripting. Only you will know what that feels like inside of you. Is that enough of a shift? It should feel like a really big earthquake, like a big aha moment inside of you to really have that new, more empowering belief from changing the game. So those are your two tips to help you with belief laddering. Don't jump the ladder. And two, change the game. Now I wanna share a couple examples of belief laddering so you can see how this process actually works in action. All right, we're gonna start with the first example. The belief is, I can't make good money doing what I love. Oh my gosh, this has to be the most common belief I hear from clients. So that's our belief. This next step, we explore the belief. We recognize that it came from childhood, from watching our dad playing in a band on evenings and weekends. He had a day job, right? He was working in a factory. He was making good money, but he hated his job. Like, hated, hated, hated. He complained about it all the time. He would curse and swear when he got home. And then he would get home and just drink himself to sleep. So the impact on you is that by watching him go through this when you were a child, you developed a belief that you're not supposed to love your job. And many years later, you are replicating this pattern. You're making that belief come true because you have found yourself in a full-time corporate job that guess what? You don't love. And you're constantly doing other projects on the side to live out your passion. So the impact on you is that you're not doing what you love. So next step, we plot this belief, the belief of I can't make good money doing what I love. We put it on the ladder and decide it's a two because it doesn't feel very empowering, does it? We're burnt out all the time and we're not inspired. So the 10 belief would be something like I make great money doing what I love. 
Now, on reflection and zooming out to look at friends who do actually make great money and are doing what they love, you realize that it actually is possible. There are people out there that you see that you know who are actually pulling this off. And although you might not be doing it today, you can look around and see that others have done it. You see that it's possible. So the belief that you choose is, I know it is possible to make good money and do what you love. And that goes on your ladder at a five. So going forward, if you ever feel that low vibing belief that pops in your head of, I can't make money and do what I love, or maybe you see it in a message in a movie or a TV show, or you see someone else on their soapbox ranting about it, then you quickly shift gears and you state your new belief. Now, I know that it is possible to make good money and do what I love. And just like that, you're reprogramming your OS every time it comes up. You are opening your mind to new possibilities because if you don't believe that it is possible, then you won't even bother going to look for ways for it to come true, okay? All right, let's give you another example. So this is the belief around our good friend, self-promotion. This is such a hot topic. I did an entire episode on this back in episode 200, and it is on its way to being one of my most downloaded episodes ever. That's how important this topic is. So it is definitely something that most people struggle with, myself included. And the biggest belief here, the limiting belief that I hear all the time is that my hard work will speak for itself. Now that is such a BS excuse because it gives us this opportunity to duck out of doing the self-promotion because we think we can just hide over here in the corner and work really hard. So we do the work to explore this and we realize that your earliest memory of this was watching your mom entertain and throw these massive fancy dinner parties, like completely over the top and invite all their friends. And it turned out to be like totally flawless hit event. Behind the scenes though, you would watch your mom plan for weeks, prepare for days to prep and cook and clean and make sure everything was perfect. And she was totally stressed out all week long and she would snap at you and your siblings. And then the guest would always be blown away by her hospitality, by her cooking, And when they showered her with compliments, she would just brush them all off to the side and say, oh, it was nothing, really. So you likely picked up on many different messages in that experience. There's a lot of juicy things in there, right? Taking your loved ones for granted, people pleasing, not having any needs, never calling attention to yourself. But the most powerful belief that you realized you developed there was, My hard work will speak for itself. Now this belief is not serving you anymore because you are burning yourself out. You are overworking. And anytime someone tries to give you credit for your hard work, you brush it off and say, oh, it was nothing, really. Now this belief is holding you back because you have this amplified humility, which is preventing you from projecting the much needed confidence and leadership presence 
to get promoted. And you've been passed over for this team promotion three times in the last six years. And you're furious. You know you deserve it. You know you can do it. But why doesn't anybody else see it? So if we plot, my hard work will speak for itself. It's probably like a two or a three on the ladder. At least you're working hard and you're making an effort, right? So it's more than a one. So a 10 could look like, I love speaking up to promote myself. Now, as a 10 belief, that might not feel accurate today. So let's see what is true. Here's a few examples. We realize that if we don't tell people how they're, how are they supposed to know the work that we do? Well, okay, that's true. We also realize that other people around us at work promote what they've done, and it actually seems really normal and totally aligned. And in fact, if they didn't do that, then I wouldn't really know what they were up to. So... We look at different beliefs on the ladder, such as my self-promotion is informative to others. My self-promotion is a natural part of my job. Or people love to see me self-promote. Then we decide the truest one that feels right today is my self-promotion is a natural part of my job. And that feels like it's a six to us. And that is the new belief that we work with. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on belief laddering. And this is the end of our two-part series on shifting your beliefs. Thanks for tuning in today. And I hope that you use both these processes of belief mapping and now belief laddering. They are so incredibly powerful. Go ahead and ask any of my clients who have done this recently with me. It's so intense and so deep. It's just life-changing for them. And once we realize that we are the ones who are creating our own glass ceiling, then it's so easy to shift and get beyond that. So please be generous. Share this episode with someone who really needs to hear it. I want you to share the love. And if you are curious about the process of shifting your beliefs and you want to work personally with me to do the belief mapping and the belief laddering, then head over to my website and book a free consult with me. You can find me at thecorporateyogi.com. And remember that knowing and growing who you are is the best business investment that you can ever make. Thanks for joining me today. Have an amazing day and an extraordinary week.